Welcome back to Haunted by Tapes with the Frog Brothers Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Haunted by Tapes with the Frog Brothers Podcast. Tonight's feature film is the classic the Philadelphia 2016 Experiment. film, The Boko Experiment. Uh, yeah, this was my idea, but... That's because it's uh, it was on Tubi, and I've seen it before. I quite enjoyed this movie when I watched it for also. the first time. I watched it when it first came out on... And as I do, I learned while video. watching it through Wikipedia and IMDb that James Gunn wrote it. Then I learned the history of how he kind of put it together. And this is a movie he did before Guardians, like, originally. Like, he was trying to get it made then and was going to direct it. But then had to commit to doing the Guardians movies and couldn't make this movie by the time somebody wanted to make it, so... He was like, "Well, I want to be a producer with full creative control, and then uh, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be down." And then they made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has the writing credit for it. It's why a lot of the casting is still has his heavy influence on it, right? Yep. When you look at Michael Rooker, you look at his brother that's in there. Sean Gunn and Michael yep. Rooker, obviously, and then the other guy from uh, BMCU. Yeah, but he is in the James Gunn movie in that too, the mm-hmm. Suicide Squad or whatever. Oh yeah, he's Polka Dot Man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's in the Ant Man film. I knew he he's looked in, familiar, and he's in Dark Knight also. Yeah, he's the crazy guy. Mm. So um, this this movie's a kind of an interesting one, though. Yeah. Um, it's it doesn't it feels so fresh because it doesn't feel like it's been done a million times. But it doesn't it feel like a movie that you could that could have been made in the late '80s or early '90s? Like it feels like it could have. It wouldn't be the same movie, but like the idea behind it feels like it's something that could have existed back then with like RoboCop. It seems like a yeah, movie. I could see it, it going seems hand like in an hand old type like of movie. Yeah, the concept feels like an like old Orion Pictures movie or something from yeah, for real eighty nine, which it which it is Orion, which is funny. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Oh, that's fucking amazing. Yeah, that's an Orion. Yeah. I was just spitting off the top of my head. It feels like an Orion movie, and that's what I was like watching. Makes sense. I was like, it's weird to see the. Orion it is, and logo. they don't use that branding very often anymore. That, that could that be it. It could just be company. subconscious that I just watched it and connected yeah. the dots. But uh, the movie takes place in Bogota, Colombia. Bogota, Bogota, Bogota. It's not. It's not Bogota. 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 That's how white people say it. A Bogota. A Bogota. A Bogota, Colombia. Colombia. Cocaña. Racist. He can only have one candy bar a day. Who? A Bogota. And oh. uh, look who's talking. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was the grandpa. I like to do the fucked up references that people don't expect from like A Bogota's career. Remember, I loved him in Look Who's Talking. <laughs> what mm-hmm. the fuck are you talking about? Not just the Conan O'Brien stuff. Yeah. Um... So this is my first time seeing this film. I really oh, enjoyed it? it. Yeah. Had not seen this, actually. I was pretty impressed with it. Uh, Let's talk about another cast member. All right. Who you got? The you guy, know how we've met... Ghost? No, 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 no. There's a, there's a woman named Rusty... Rusty? Schwarman. I, I don't know how to read that because I have bad, bad handwriting. Schwarmy? But she was in a movie called The Perfect Storm. Oh, with George Clooney? Yes. Mm. As the woman at the bar one. who the mustache guy hits on. I don't remember that movie well enough. Well, maybe you'll remember this other one that she's in, where she plays um, a character named Joe. She plays her mom in a movie called Twister. Joe's mom? Mm-hmm. The actual mom. Not the fake mom that we met. She's in this oh, movie? The, f- the, fake, the mom from the beginning and the... She's she a- looks just like her. So she's the woman who's kind of old and a little bit bigger. And has long brown hair. 
Interesting. And it's talking to the guy with the glasses at the beginning about his fish tank or whatever, his ants. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's her. She's in Twister and Perfect Storm. I thought that was an interesting tidbit, especially because we are Twister fans and we uh, also met the flashback mom who we thought was this actor at the time. Before, or not like when we had it, but like beforehand, that's kind of what we assumed. That's what it looked like. It's, it's false advertising. Yeah, that's kind of how she portrayed herself manipulative a little bit. Manipulative advertising, I would say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a thing. You're like, oh, you're just that person. You're not this person. Um, the Spanish version of uh, the one song. Um, At first I was afraid, I was petrified. All the Spanish versions of the songs yeah, in yeah. this movie are fucking amazing. Like, it's really dope. well done. Fucking really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's it a very interesting touch. Like I, was in I felt like I was really there. <laughs> You're still alive, you son <clears throat> of a bitch. Um, so you get the car checks, and you're kind of like, you know, you're introduced to this world, you're kind of trying to understand it, and they, they slowly show you that, okay, yeah, we're relocating Americans to work in this office building that's in Colombia for God nowhere. knows what reason. Some mm-hmm. illegal shit, probably. Um, <laughs> and then you learn that they also get a chip in the back of their heads. Like they a tracker, hired on, yeah, yeah, and they're that's turning their folk, safety and shit, and they're turning anyone that's actually. I'd be like, from why Columbia does it have away. to go in my head? Yeah, the locals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why does the tracker have to go in my skull? And um, I think they're trying to say it's like a high tech office, so like we know where you're at any time in case of a kidnapping. Oh, no, I mean, yeah, they give them a. No, the that's how they frame fine, it. But why does it gotta go in my head? Is what I would have said. Right. Yeah. Like, can you put it in my arm? The, yeah, they give them an apartment and a car and shit. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. The, yeah, they sent the local employees home. I suspect the key didn't actually go to an apartment. Mitch called like security and is like, "Yo, what's up with this shit? This shit's, today's weird." And then like the voice comes over the intercom, you know, and it's like, "Hello, go fuck yourselves." There, it says something about you know, there's eighty people you in this like building. Movie phone there for a second. Yeah, hello, there's eighty people. <laughs> welcome to movie death. Hello and welcome to I'm mass genocide. In eight hours, <laughs> you will all die. Most of you will be dead. Unless like you they, follow our orders and murder two employees in the next, th- what does he say, 30 minutes at that point? Or yeah, is it? Yeah, it was kill two people in the 30 minutes. Or face reproductions. Repercussions. Reproductions. <laughs> they know what I'm thinking about. They don't fuck around with those first two kills, though. No, it's pretty interesting. Have you, I want to bring this up real quick before I forget about it. There's a movie called Mayhem. Have you seen that one? Mm-mm. It came out in like 2018 or 19, maybe 2020 even. Who's in it? Steven Yoon from Walking Dead, the guy who played uh, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And it a, takes place in an office building. Is it American? I think so. It takes place in an office building. It's a similar vibe to this. I think I may have seen but it. it's basically they it. introduce a chemical to this building as an experiment, and it makes everybody turn fucking haywire. Hmm. I think I have seen that. Here's an interesting thing. Well, it's on Shudder, and Joe Bob talked about That's it. So, like, during that. his little tidbits, I learned a fact that um, you can see people fucking for real in one of these scenes. Because two extras who were decided to fuck <laughs> when they were supposed to be pretending to fuck, basically. They were like, we're going to really fuck. And it's in the movie. And it's in the background of a chaotic scene where there's people murdering each other, there's people fucking, and then Steven Yoon is doing some shit that's, he's the main focus, but. Interesting. Chaotic. I, I recommend it if you ever uh, get around to it. If you liked this one, it's similar vibe. I have at they, least seen it listed. We could Shutter. compare these two. Because oh they came out God. in a similar time in our office murder movies, basically. Well, it's too late for so, doing this now. It's not too late. There's a lot of talk for a sequel to the Belko experiment. 
I mean, basically, yeah, how I heard, the movie I'd ends. heard that, and I meant to look it up earlier. I haven't seen. There's I've, no recent news on it, but no. yeah, I haven't checked James Gunn stuff. I mean, he's he's so busy with his shit right now. I'm sure if he yeah, wants is, to do it, he probably hook. will. There is a hook at the end. To... Yeah, you could do all sorts of different sequels. You could do a sequel that is literally just one of those other characters' stories, mm-hmm. or f- continue. Carrier. Yeah, you could continue yeah. on as well. Because they said phase two, which could be all those people. Then, they're in like a death match. Yeah, all those people are brought into the it's next like level. The, yeah, the could be super interesting, but um, it's the returning champs round. Let's see. Oh yeah, that the metal on the outside of the building covers it looks like fucking uh, Avengers headquarters. Yeah, all the fucking doors get covered up with metal. All the they, windows get. They covered. try to use the blowtorch against it. I uh, said the whole building, not even just the windows. Yeah, and that's fascinating too. And they're like, it's not even getting hot. Yeah. The boss tries to chill chill them all out, Morris, Mr. Morris. And then they call him out. They're like, you're fucking ex-military, and you're trying to calm everybody down? They call him his on his oh, bullshit. Oh, we also forgot to mention John C. McGinley, who's um, in three movies that we really very much enjoy here. Yeah. Um, he's the guy who's kind of creepy towards the girl. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. in Office Space, which is funny that he's in this. Yeah. He's, he's one of the Bobs. Oh, the Scrubs guy. Yeah, yeah everyone knows him. He's in Scrubs. The Rock. Yeah. And he's in Point Break. Yeah, he is. He's one of the FBI. Fuck Love yeah. that shit. Um, just had to point that out. He's really creepy and good in this. Yeah. He's so creepy. He starts out really creepy, and then he just becomes an asshole because he's not really creeping on that chick anymore. But um, Sean Gunn is smoking pot. I like that. Sean Gunn looks really like... I, I know he does a lot of mocap and stuff, but like he looked really different. Like, Just like I didn't realize how lanky he looks in some of the scenes in this. Well, he's not wearing anything like he is in Guardians. Well, he's not wearing any kind of jackets that like show it off, you know. So he just does not, you know, he way looked way different than I expected him to in this. But he's good though. Like yeah. his character was great and like. No, I, I like his character time. a lot. Like some of the stuff he says is like where they're going for a joke and it's not super funny, but he gets funnier as it goes on. Yeah, he gets better. R- Rooker dies about as quickly as he does in Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they get the the head pop in the lobby. That head popping scene's fucking great, man, because you just have no idea what the fuck's going on yet. And you're like, oh. And Mike goes to cut his fucking out. He knows what's up immediately. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck this shit. Then they call him out on camera, like, stop doing what you're doing now. Yeah. And he, I think he successfully gets it out. No, he doesn't. It, it it's, a, I've always thought that, but this time it looks like he pulls it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, because even definitely at the end, he's make sure he doesn't flip his switch. Hmm. At the very end, I don't remember so. that. Yeah, I don't, yeah, it didn't feel like he got his out, but yeah, no, it was close because he had. Like but a, I've watched this, this like the third the time, and I've always felt that way until this time. This time, it felt like he got it out. So I mean, I'll take hmm. your word for it. I'm just saying. No, I don't think so. No, uh, it felt like he stopped, and with the like, and the count was down to two, I think, and then he just didn't succeed. And but that tension right there yeah, of like him dying. Held deep for sure, though. Yeah, I don't know, it's kind of pointless to put in there if he doesn't get it out too. I feel like. I mean, I get it. You're just causing some. Drama well, they had to establish, well, they established that that's what's going on. They established and then, that this isn't an option to take it out of your head. So, <sighs> Although they take it out of the dead bodies later. Yeah, which you'd think they would have The been. only other thing that bothers me is that there's a little too much of that, oh, it's convenient that these characters are the ones that are left alive, because obviously it's written that way. You they're, know, the main, cause they're the main characters. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people, though, that they slowly kill off, though, which I think works, you know, as far as casting and stuff goes. Then you get down to that one last survivor, and I didn't know if they're going to have several survivors or what, so I did like that element. You just didn't well, know. Well, they had the last be... 15 for a minute. Um, yeah. 
Let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah, the voice is back and says it's 1247. There's 76 of you alive. At 247, we need 30 dead. Mm-hmm. And if not, we're going to kill 60 of you. Mm-hmm. And immediately after, that's where Rooker dies because the other guy fucking panics. And then the girl down there accidentally kills him, basically, because he's attacking her. Yeah. Yeah, he gets pushing all those hook things. Yeah, there's two right there. That's where they really start to divide and conquer here, and they start the two little factions that are warring, essentially. Yeah, basically the four dudes in the cafeteria, who are left in the cafeteria after everyone just talks about the morality of the shit. They are like, we're going to fucking, we're going to murder people, basically. Um, Sean Gunn pours the water out, and he's like, this chemical in water, man! Yeah, and he goes around and dumps all the fucking water cooler tanks. And then they're trying to use the blowtorch to get the guns, and uh, the evil dudes are, and security uh, basically, well, he's got the he key. pulls the gun on him, and then Mike talks him down, and then takes the gun from him and shoots the tank of the... Yeah, shoots the compressor, yeah. or the uh, the tank, the fuel tank or whatever on that, and blows it up, so... Yeah, I think it's just the air like compressor, isn't it? Uh-huh. Out of the tool, he shoots like, the or whatever. It, I guess it's propane, but it doesn't blow up, does it? It just kind of like starts wondering. leaking air. Like, so if he shot it, it's weird. Yeah, it just breaks the hose off there. So yeah, yeah, yeah maybe that's yeah. I don't know. Fucking who knows. Either way, it renders that inoperable and useless to them. So they, they uh, need the keys. They gather all the people up into the main room, and they uh, are trying to decide who to kill. Them. Yeah, anyone uh, it, like there anyone that the, anyone that has children, anyone with kids under eighteen, like they go put over in, here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Over goes anyone over sixty here. and older over here, and then anyone else that just don't. And there's only like. seventy seven people. I mean, seven people who are over sixty. So he go like, oh well, shit. Then he just goes into the crowd and starts picking people. Yep, picking them out. <gasps> um, which is pretty intense because they're basically getting ready just to fucking massively kill And they shoot everybody. the one the one guy just shoots one of the guys when he's like, no, I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going. Well, yeah, to set precedent and he needs people to behave. Do, what's he's, do what they're told. And, uh... Yeah, then they obviously pick Mike. Hi. And the... One well, as they're getting ready to kill everybody down there, they... They turn on California Dream in Spanish version. That gal that's hiding down in the basement is able to turn the power off. Well, he's already killed, like, four people at that point. Yeah, but, he's I mean, she's able to head. stop the mass shooting there, basically. Yeah, then there's a big uh, shooting and killing montage. Mm-hmm. And the voice on the internet intercom comes over and says there's only 29 killed. Two minutes remaining. Uh, and they come up one short. Then, he does kill the one guy, and the, the boss is going well, up in his elevator, and the guy tries to jump out and gets squished by That's just gnarly. That's a, yeah, that's a crazy uh, death. That one woman was going to kill that guy with the axe, but then she didn't, and then he dies anyway. Yeah. If she had just killed him, those other 30 people would have died. Well, yeah, he deserved it. He had already so. killed people. Yeah. Or yeah. was about to, or, you know, basically made the decision to. So well, this movie's, you know, the understory is yeah. just, like, the moral obligation of, like, what's it take for people to be okay with killing each other? Right. No, we'll, we'll get to the ending, because the ending is fucking ridiculous, mm-hmm. but... Uh, and then people start going boom. We see start heads just start popping everywhere, and it's pretty cinematic and interesting. And uh, then you get the one guy with the glasses who's like, "Oh, it's finished. It, it stopped." And then yeah, and his head explodes, and it's like, "Oh, cool." I, it would have been cooler had their whole heads exploded though, instead of just yeah. a little bit of it. It would have been more graphic and excessive and. Maybe yeah, I think for budgetary thing. Maybe. Yeah, yeah that's could have helped the like vibe though for me. Having a few blow up all the way and having some others not blow up, it would have made sense, right? 
Anyway, um, it was pretty, pretty. Sean Gunn watching them all explode in the cafeteria, saying, "It's all in my mind." Well, so they, yeah. it's all in my mind. I think the explosives toward the back of their head too. If it was, it would have to be like in the middle of their head. Ah, I don't care. He's going to town on pork chop. Yeah, he is. Um. Bunch of oh yeah, the bunch of them exploding. Mm. The glasses guy, the last stage, basically. Um, Whoever has the most kills. Yeah, it says the, the guy, the boss, who's Morris, has eleven kills. Wendell Duke is the fucking creepy dude. Has seven. The fat dude with gray hair. Vincent has one, and Danielle has one because she. Uh, Accidentally killed the guy in the basement, mm, and then yeah. the the you know the gay guy who's with her is like, oh, uh, you've killed someone. What the fuck? Like basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so then you basically start getting another mass shooting, a bunch of death sequences here, mm-hmm. and everyone trying to figure it out, and everyone's trying to be the because it's basically whoever has the most kills will be spared no matter what. Yeah, Wendell Duke comes out of the bathroom after killing the two people, and then. You see the flapping sign that says, please leave a clean bathroom or some dumb shit. Yeah. Classic. Uh, Sean Gunn's collecting the bombs out of people's heads, which is, uh, that is a good idea. Yeah. That's a huge fucking payoff. Yeah, we're going to blow up this door over here to get out of here. Like, you think that'll do that? It is a good idea. And um, he says, some of these people are total dicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amanda calls to Mike from the first floor on the thing, which if I heard that, I would think that... It was just a trap mm-hmm. to get killed, so I wouldn't go. Yeah, he um, doesn't care. He still goes. Du- yeah, Duke gets killed by Amanda. Uh, then there's some Molotov cocktails being thrown around. Uh, that was pretty fucking cool, because I wasn't expecting those. And, like That was a good sequence of like trying to escape and back and forth. I had fun with that one. Yeah, and then Morris kills uh, the elevator girl. What's her name? Uh, Danielle. New, oh yeah, new girl. He shoots her as soon as the elevator opens. Yeah, after. why didn't mm-hmm. she like take cover behind the, you know, side of the door? Instead I mean, of just for the right for story purposes, you <laughs> got to kill these people off. I mean, to get where you want to go ultimately. Yeah. And uh, Mike gets Morris basically. Um, after what's her face dies, Amanda. Yeah. And this is where it turns into the beginning of two thousand one, a space odyssey. The monkeys and the monolith. No, the monkey in the bone. Oh, right. Beating the other monkeys to death. <laughs> Him yeah. doing the fucking stapler and the epic shots in slow motion. That's all I could think of was 2001 A Space Odyssey. Well, yeah, that's like a pretty a... graphic scene because like, he literally bludgeons them to death with that giant tape dispenser. And that looks like yeah, a... Yeah, tape dispenser, yeah. And that's not like a regular like scotch tape dispenser. That's more like a uh, shipping and receiving mm-hmm. tape dispenser for heavier duty tape, which explains why I could crush someone's fucking face by smashing it on. And they basically take him for, like, exit questioning, and he meets Blofeld. I mean, uh, Dr. Evil. I mean, uh, whatever this guy's name is. Yeah, the voice is basically yeah. just what they call him. I don't think a they lot ever of, uh, name him. But it's not even the voice that we heard earlier, so no. it's like... Yeah, he's like, the voice, and I'm like... You couldn't have silent. that guy record more lines or do something else, because that's inconsistent and weird. Yeah, that's what I thought. You're like, at least have that guy in there, because he's... A... Let's see he's using, like, some kind of voice changer. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was. Yeah, he's got a lot of really like makeup mm-hmm. and prosthetic on. And he puts the, all the explosives on them and flips the switches. Yeah, they show basically him like putting them on <clears> each <throat> of them as he gets in there. Which obviously the two guards get killed, and then you have the showdown where he only blows up the voice's arm. Yeah, 
which is a pretty cool sequence. I mean, I love the resolution on that. I thought that was pretty cool, seeing all those switches get triggered and everything. Yeah, it was interesting. And then, um, you know, you kind of see it zoom back out, and he's on another monitor with a bunch of other people who presumably just did the same thing, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you see people, other other people. The other survivors. Anguish. Yeah. yeah. And then it says, like, stage two commencing. Dun, yep. dun, dun. Cliffhanger ending, which obviously bum, bum, you have enough resolution that you're okay with it to end that way. But at the same time, it's always like, hey, we we've got more <clears> ideas <throat> to go with this. So, well, the thing about horror sequels, especially like this, it would just be fun. You don't have to take it seriously and worry about the lore and shit like that. You're like, I just want to see some more fucking people yeah. happen to kill each other and or do some weird shit and you know. This almost felt like it's a, like Squid Game and stuff like that. That's it's. When yeah. people are pitted against each other against their will, it's very interesting. And in that one, I guess it's they end up. Have you seen Squid Game? I haven't seen all of it. No, you need to see Squid Game. I've seen. I think like the first four episodes. I didn't finish it. Pretty fucking solid. Yeah, no, I've enjoyed what I've seen so far. But I think it's one of those things where this movie had a lot of Resident Evil vibes. The original film series, at least, kind of that first one of mm. just like this claustrophobic office space area just without yeah. the the monsters and zombies so I, I did appreciate that you know that kind of felt a little bit nostalgic in the way it was done like you know you said it felt like something older yeah older <laughs> older <laughs> <laughs> don't mind my voice cracking happens every day talk long enough bound to happen <laughs> I would highly recommend it if you haven't seen this especially if you like James Gunn stuff like this is a good balance I would say probably from you know, if you're a fan of Guardians, to see, like, his darker stuff, right? Or, like, Slither. Didn't he write that? Yeah, I think so. And then, like, you know, he started off doing a lot of trauma films, so if you start kind of going back to that, I'd imagine, like, you'd see that influenced here with just a Off the top of my head, record. he wrote Tromeo and Juliet, the Scooby-Doo live-action movie, Dawn of the Dead mm -hmm. remake from 2004. Yeah. Obviously, Belco Experiment and Guardians movies, and the... Suicide Squad movie, mm -hmm. so there's quite a few uh, interesting things under his belt. Yeah, it's not all the same type And sometimes of maybe even a dick tucked under it. Yeah. Well, where else are you supposed to hide it when you have a boner? I don't know. Uh, the only problem with that, though, is if you're wearing a medium shirt and you put your hands up, then you yeah, got it's all hell's <laughs> then, then, then there's a fucking trouser snake Pick looking ready to spray its venom everywhere. Oh, well, I... I'll tuck it out over here. Yeah, I'm fucking passing out. Um, I think it's... Uh, we're going to call it on that one, but check out Belko Experiment. It's a really fun Belko. movie for a unique concept. I enjoyed it. I definitely want to watch it again. Yeah. Tell you that. I've seen it a couple wow, times. Wow. It's on Tubi. Check it out for free. Um, also, subscribe to our Patreon. Is it on Tubi also? And Frank, uh, you know, like a Radar podcast, uh, review it on, uh, you know, Apple and Spotify and these things. We need people to do these things. Yeah, that's actually probably the easiest thing you can do to support us right now. Just give us a rating, help grow the audience. If you yeah. know, if you know, if you have a friend that would like to hear this kind of nonsense, let them know about us. Mm -hmm. Other than that, we'll see you soon. Good night.